Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. It's Deja Williams here. I am a manufacturing and quality engineer at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory based in Pasadena. We are in charge of NASA's robotic systems. Not being able to afford to go back to my school. So I went to college on a basketball scholarship. You know, didn't have to pay anything out of pocket, which is amazing, right? But then I got an opportunity to the opportunity at Anheuser-Busch that was during the basketball season. Mm. So I had a huge choice <gasps> to make. Yes. Yo, I want to know what your mom said. <laughs> oh, my God. My mom, she was all about career, career, career. But my stepdad, he was my basketball coach growing up. So he's like, whatever you do, you need to make sure your scholarship is there when you get back. So I got, I'm getting pulled on both ends of the spectrum to be a great engineer or be a great basketball player. I talked to my coach, though, can I redshirt this year? Redshirting is when you're on the team, you practice and all that, but you don't play in the game. Can I redshirt? This is a huge opportunity. You figure I'm like 19 years old. They're offering me maybe like $22 an hour. I'm so happy. I'm like, oh, I have to do this. And it's a resume builder. Like, so I don't know what to do. So I asked him, can I have my cake and eat it too? Can I stay on the team, go do the internship, come back? I promise you I'll work out, whatever. He said, no, your team needs you now. You're, this is a selfish thing that you're doing. It was really rough, but I ended up going with the internship. Left, and so no more scholarship because he didn't want me to leave. So after the internship is over, it's like, okay, what do I do now? The internship is over. I don't have my scholarship. So I had to go to my local community college, St. Louis Community College. I did play basketball there, but it wasn't obviously a university or I played NCAA Division II. What happened was that internship, I followed my gut and went with that internship. And that's what got me those other ones behind it. So it was like I that struggle of giving up. You know, I I even added it up. It was like almost like $30,000 a year. So I had finished my freshman year. So let's say $90,000 that I was just throwing down the drain of scholarship money for this one three to six month internship. And it worked out (laughs) because I just went with, you know, my future plans. I wanted to ask. So two questions. Do you feel the coach was right And second question, I know you said it worked out. Do you think 
now all these years later, do you feel like you made the right decision? I do feel like I made the right decision. Sometimes I think about the fact that I quit and and I don't know, I didn't get to see how far I would make it as a basketball player because I had goals of playing like overseas and things of that sort. So sometimes I think about that, but I do feel like I made the right decision because first of all, basketball was breaking my body down. And I can I can help more people. You know, not everybody plays basketball, but everybody has to take a math class. Literally every single person has to take a math class. So I'm happy with my decision and, and how much I can give back now. Hi, I'm Kirk Cushino, founder and CEO of Hype Life Brands. We're a progressive brand development and marketing agency specializing in working with lifestyle startups and challenger brands that want to connect with millennials. We are based in Oceanside. So the way that it works is each startup advisor has weekly or monthly office hours. And all you have to do is just they send out emails to all the people that are in the startup incubator. And that actually my my sessions, and I think they do this with some of the other advisors, were open to the public, too. So you could even just go just to kind of test the waters before committing to that incubator. You could go meet the different advisors and the different categories that you you really knew you would need help in. And then basically you can book a, a free slot for uh, 30 minutes or an hour. And then, you know, it's like a ask me anything or bring your problem to the table. And we try to unpack it as much as we can in an hour. So you have some clarity around a lot, of, you know, a lot of the challenges that you will face as a, a, a growing entrepreneur or startup founder. And so that's what I would do is just, you know, really try to figure out how can I help this person? What's their question? What's their challenge? And then explain, sort of give them an answer uh, based on my experience and our team's experience here at Hype Life, but also then kind of like unpack why the answer is what it is. So they would get an education in how this stuff works, you know, whether we're talking about Google and, you know, search engine rankings to pay-per-click or learning the basics of really what goes on when you make a post on social media. You know, I think a lot of people just throw it out there and move on. But we look at that as like, that's really potential content, but you have to put ad dollars behind it. And here's how you want to do that, why you want to do that, and the limits that you want to sort of set for yourself when you're starting down that pathway towards growing your startup or your brand. What restaurant in Oceanside do you recommend people check out? There's a lot of them down here. There's a lot that uh, Orange County and Los Angeles definitely come down here for right on the border of southern border of Orange County. So two places come to mind. So number one, my top spot here is uh, Pacific Coast Spirits. So they source all local ingredients. All the food is local ingredients, but they also make their own spirits. So bourbons and whiskeys and gins and reposado and tequila and all that. And they're all phenomenal. They're all award-winning. And and that just, I mean, I think me and my family, or if I have clients fly in for meetings, uh, that's where we always, they always want to go there. Some of my clients like can't like wait to get whatever limited edition bottle they've got out. And, you know, they talk about it while they're not here. So that's where we go. So that place is cool. Very open, big uh, space, plenty of tables. Um, so that's like my number one spot. A lot of people come both down, come from Los Angeles, Orange County, as well as all the way down into San Diego. They come and eat at the Flying Pig, which is another spot. They actually just moved. They've got a new 
cool space opened up on Mission Avenue, just right off the off the five. Um, and then probably the place I'm I'm kind of most interested and excited to try is a place called Valle, uh, which is opening up at one of the new hotels here, which is a new like, kind of modern twist on Mexican. And it's a really famous, uh, I think it's a, some sort of a Michelin star chef that uh, is at the head of it. So that should be open within a few days, I, I believe, actually. I'm the co-founder of Good Pods, the podcast player where you can follow friends, influencers, and groups to see what they're listening to. I'm based in West LA. Well, can I tell you what's bananas? We have spent basically zero dollars on marketing because I think it's because we went out there with a very, again, sort of listener, creator-centric vision for launching this. And so we spent we 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 still do spend so much time listening to everyone who is a part of good pods so when we launched this even before we wrote the first piece of code i spoke to i'm not kidding i wish i could show you my spreadsheet 700 people and these people ranged from you know the head of wondery to malcolm gladwell to a woman who has a small podcast about dogs that she does once a week to people who listen to 100 podcasts a week to someone who listens to one podcast a month <laughs> and so we just put out our hypothesis out there of hey we think there's a problem for both listeners and creators are we right do you think this is a problem too and then we launched Good Pods, and then we just got feedback. And so from all of the feedback we've gotten, we've we've killed features and we've added features. So we put in things like indie-only top 100 lists because we learned from a lot of the creators out there, hey, it's really hard for me to get onto a top 10 list because... I can't compete with Smartless and The Daily and, you know, all all these shows. But once you filter those out and you get to indie only, well, suddenly there I am. And so we've created things like that. We heard from listeners. I want to find out not just from my friends what they're listening to, but people who are interested in what I'm interested in. And so we've created groups. So, for example, there's a group with, I don't know, it's got a thousand people or something of people who are interested in astrology podcasts who are all sharing nice. podcasts with each other. I didn't even know something like that existed. <laughs> it's it's really, I mean, you know what's so nuts too is I was talking to somebody yesterday who is um, on the app and he just, he told me he was really involved in this one group and I went on and the group, I forget how many people it had, but it was huge. And, you know, in the beginning days, you know everything that happens, right? I knew everything that happened on the app. I knew every major user. I knew every big group. I knew every podcast that got popular. And now it's just so amazing to see that it's taken on a life of its own and people are creating their own communities on here and sharing with each other. And it's just, it's so neat. And how many podcasts do you have listed on Good Pods now? Or how many people do you have using Good Pods? Every podcast that you can find on Apple Podcasts, you can find on Good Pods. So there, there's nothing exclusive about this. And we don't intend for there to ever be anything exclusive about this. So it's, um, yeah, as a player, you know, as a player itself, it's it's equal to any other player out there. It's just, again, the magic of it comes in this ability to interact with each other and share and see what people are listening to. 
The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.